All right, all right. Here we are yet again with another episode of English and Coffee. It's your wonderful host, Demian. Today we're sipping on a 16-ouncer. It's 100% Colombian with two shots of caramel macchiato and three sugars. Today we're going to talk about a few of the articles that I stumbled upon while I was perusing the NBC website. I think you'll find them interesting. So let's go ahead and grab our cups and take the first sip. You have to remember to sip it slow. Don't sip it too fast or you burn yourself. And let's go. So before we begin, I just want to go ahead and excuse the air because the wind is blowing strong. It might just suddenly turn up. You may hear some wind in the background, so excuse me for that. But the first article that I want to put on the chopping block is this whole Gwyneth Paltrow thing. Okay, so the headline is, the Gwyneth Paltrow trial is over, but the internet isn't done with it. So this is the first I'm hearing about it. I'm just catching on to it, and I watched a few of the clips, read the little short article. Basically what they're saying is that there was some type of skiing accident, Gwyneth Paltrow was involved, and it looks like somebody was trying to get rich. Now this made me think of the issues probably that a lot of celebrities face or encounter when dealing with the common man, the average civilian, somebody who's not a millionaire multiple times over. So this guy was suing her for $300,000, and then he said his lawyers wanted to bump it up to $3 million. So basically it looks like somebody was seeking a payday. So they hit the celebrity, or the celebrity runs into them, and now all of a sudden, you have brain damage, your back hurts, and you need $300,000, and that'll make all your problems go away. No, better yet, you need $3 million, and all your problems will go away. So what kind of protection do they have for celebrities? Well, I guess that's why they have the lawyers. But at the same time, these people out here trying to get rich off of someone, I mean, it just, it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. It leaves a bad taste in my mouth anyway. I know if I was a millionaire, and I'm out here, you know, performing, doing different things, helping people, and some lame runs into the back of my heel with a shopping cart, or God forbid, I run into the back of his heel with a shopping cart, and he falls out on the floor, and he's saying, I need $10 million because you tried to take my leg off, you know, amputate his leg in the store. I mean, just drama, drama. She countersued for $1, said it was a symbolic counterclaim just to show how stupid it was. Now, I'm 100% I'm for Like, yeah, the guy's sitting there in a freaking suit looking for $300 just because they both got injured. It wasn't like nothing happened to her. You know, he wasn't the only one that got injured. It was an accident. Things happen. But is $300,000 going to do anything? No, it's not. It's just people looking for a payday. You know, if somebody actually had something tragic, life-changing, lost a limb, you know, paralyzed from the waist down. Okay, yeah, $300,000, $3 million, yeah, especially if it wasn't your fault. But just because somebody bumps into you and both of you get hurt, no, you don't ask for $3 million. That's just, that's petty. That's, that's child's play. That's somebody looking for a quick come up, you know, and those people don't last. And you see what the character's about. He just showed the whole world what he's about. He's trying to get rich. This is like the people in the stores. You go to the grocery store, what do they have? Caution when wet, a slippery sign, right? Some people go out there and they just try to slip on purpose and, oh, my neck, my back, my neck and my back, right? Trying to sue Walmart or something like that for a fall in the store because they heard you can get all this money. It's crazy, man. I mean, just go out there, work for your money, earn a million dollars, earn $10,000 or 300000 however much you're trying to get out of somebody else for doing no work at all, you know? That's just my take on it. I know it's a little opinionated, a little hot and heavy, coming in strong with the coffee, caffeine kicking in, like it does, right? 
I'll take a sip to that. I'll take a sip to that. But yeah, that was the first little article that uh, caught my attention. Now, the second article that we're going to talk about today deals with a factory worker who thought she would burn to death in a vat of chocolate, but it actually saved her life. Now, this short little article, what they're talking about is there's a, a factory, I guess a candy factory, chocolate factory, out in Pennsylvania somewhere, and several of the workers had reported that they smelled gas during the day. They were like, hey, there's a gas smell. Are we going to do something about it? So the supervisor on site told them, hey, that's above my pay grade. We're going to have to wait till somebody tells us to shut it down. Well, due to their delinquency, the place blew up and several people died. And one lady was injured severely, but she survived and was able to talk about it, share her side of the story. Several of her co-workers died. Let's see how many died. I'm going to pull up the article real quick. It says, a woman pulled alive from the rubble of a Pennsylvania chocolate factory after an explosion that killed seven workers says flames had engulfed the building and her arm when the floor gave way beneath her. That might have been the end if she hadn't fallen into a vat of liquid chocolate. So I guess Willy Wonka to the rescue. But there's a bigger problem at hand because from what I understand is English was not this lady's first language. So she went to this factory along with her co-workers who had similar names such as she, and these people were exploiting them, taking advantage of the situation. They're making these people work in poor conditions, right? Breathing in these fumes while they sit in the air-conditioned office. They're making these people work in these subhuman conditions, unsafe, dangerous, and something bad like this happens and it comes to light. But the thing is, this one came to light, but there are several operations like that out there in the world just vultures people just trying to take advantage of other people's situations now this lady right here yeah she needs three million dollars she needs to sue them for everything that they have because they reported i mean as an employee if you work for a company you tell the supervisor hey there's an electrical situation over here there's a hazard an electrical hazard or there's a chemical hazard and they don't do anything about it yes you have the right to sue them if the whole place goes up in freaking flames Fortunately for this lady, there was a vat of chocolate. I hope it was sweet chocolate, good tasting chocolate that saved her life. But she had to fall in the vat, right? Now, when you think of somebody falling into a vat, you're thinking of Batman and the Joker. You remember the one with Michael Keaton when he knocked him into the vat and then he came out, his face was all white, you know, his skin was all peeled off and then he painted the smile with the makeup and all the little weird stuff. Yeah, it didn't, didn't turn into that, but it still saved her life. I mean, she broke both of her feet. You know, let's let's not leave that out. Yes, she did break both of her feet, which broke her fall when she fell into the vat. But the vat is what put out the flames that were on her skin. Imagine being on fire and then falling into a vat of chocolate. Chocolate, as we know, it gets sticky when it's hot, right? When it when it melts outside. So if this lady had some sticky substance on her burnt skin, I mean, now we're looking at infection. I'm just glad she's alive and able to tell her story. And tell what actually happened because i guarantee you they would have swept it under the rug they probably wouldn't have even listed their names you know the names of the employees on the docket you know they would have just said oh there was a fire something bad happened no casualties because nobody would have missed these people because they probably didn't even know they were there places like that exist all over not just pennsylvania not just pennsylvania and not just america i'm sure other countries have places like that where they just take advantage of people's situation so i don't like that I don't, I don't, I don't like that, uh, that culture, you know, that's even like what they call with a slumlord, you know, they go out here, they get these trailer parks, you know, they'll have about 15 different trailer parks, you know, in their back pocket 
and they're just charging crazy rent. They don't do any repairs, and they know the people that are living there can't afford to just go to a new house. You know, can't afford to just go buy a new house. So they have them living in these poor conditions. The upkeep of the apartments or the trailers is poor, but the people have no choice. Where are they going to go? They don't have any money. They don't have any paperwork. You don't have this. They don't have that. And they're just giving this person all their money who's not taking care of them. There are certain things that employers, landlords, people are supposed to do when somebody's paying you for service or protection or housing or something like that, as we all know. But every now and then, a little justice comes to light. Now, I hope this lady gets her $3 million or $300,000. But the thing is, right now, she's not even asking for anything. She's just glad to be alive. She's just lucky to be alive. She's just glad that she made it out and she's able to voice what actually happened happened you know get the truth from the horse's mouth so i'm happy for that so that was definitely an interesting story so we talked about gwyneth paltrow and mrs let's see what this lady's name is here her name is patricia her name is patricia borges she's about 50 years old let's see this is a short article i mean i could read a little more of it let's see here at 4:30, borges told the ap that's associated press she smelled natural gas. It was strong and nauseated her. Borges and her co-workers approached their supervisor asking what was going to be done if we were going to be evacuated, she recalled. Borges said the supervisor noted someone higher up would have to make that decision. So she got back to work. So just before 5 p.m., the two-story brick building exploded. Borges, who'd been on a ladder, was thrown to the ground. She heard screaming. There was fire everywhere and the flames quickly overtook her. I asked God, why was he giving me such a horrible death, she said. I asked him to save me, that I didn't want to die in the fire. She began to run. That's when the floor gave way and she could feel herself falling into a long horizontal tank of chocolate in the factory's basement. At four feet, ten inches tall, Borges landed on her feet in chest-high liquid. The chocolate extinguished the flames, but she believes her fall is what broke her feet. Wow. Wow. You know what I mean? Wow. One, one moment, you're sitting here laughing with your coworkers. Next, next thing you know, you're neck deep in chocolate. Crazy. Let's take another sip and see if we can find one more story. Now, the next article that we will talk about comes from Today.com. This is a story about an orca who's been in captivity forever being returned to the wild. Now, I could just stop right there because this, for me, personally, this is wrong. A whale should not be in captivity. I really don't think any animals should be in captivity. Yes, I love zebras. I love lions. I love watching orangutans do what orangutans do. I like watching fish. I like watching sharks. It's cool. But if someone were to take us and put us in an aquarium, put us in a zoo, right? And people pay to watch us try to survive, do our best to live in captivity while they eat handfuls of popcorn and peanuts and point and take pictures. You've seen the way people do with the zoos. They go over there in front of the lion, you know, eat a hamburger or something, teasing the animals, you know, a little three-year-old snotty-nosed kid teasing a lion, right? The lion's trying to break through the freaking glass, you know, to get the kid because animals hunt. That's what they do. But people want to take pictures. He's got on his freaking I love Hawaii shirt on, right? with his Mickey Mouse cap and his freaking green light up shoes and the mom's over there, you know, with another one on the way and they're just laughing. They're having a good time at the animal's expense. No, I do not believe that animals should be in captivity. I'll just have to put my foot down on that, right? Now, will I go to a zoo? 
I'll probably go to a zoo, but I'm not going to go out of my way to go to a zoo. But I'm just, yeah, I'm against the practice. I am against the practice a little bit. I just don't feel that it should, it should happen. And then a whale. These whales are jumping. They're having them do tricks, bouncing balls, and then the little swimmer or the little trainers want to get in there and, you know, grab on while they jump and go underwater. And everybody's like, ooh, it's a great show. Okay, yeah, they get, what, $30,000 a month from their freaking show. What does the whale get? A bucket of tuna, right? A bucket of fish, a couple of herring, right? They just made $3 million last year, and he gets a bucket of herring, right? Good job, Shamu, right? But this whale's name is Lolita. Now, she's been in captivity. I think they want to say, I think they said that she's been in captivity for more than 50 years. 50 years. I mean, whales may live forever. Who knows? But 50 years she's been in a freaking cage. A little tank swimming around, doing her best, being a whale. And now you're just going to put her in the ocean. Let her go. And they're making headlines with it like it's a big freaking thing. Like, oh, well, we've decided to let her go after 50 years because we can't make any more money off of her. Right? Oh, how generous of you to let a whale go back to its natural environment. She shouldn't have been there in the first place. You know, no, you didn't go in there and rescue her. We, we pulled her out of a fishing net. Okay, well pull her out of a fishing net and leave her in the water. You don't have to take her home and then make money off of her. So yeah, she's used up. They used her up and now you're going to throw her back in there and some freaking great white's going to come by and rip her in half. She doesn't stand a chance, but we let her go. She, she gave us 50 great years. Yeah. And a whole lot of dang money, right? I'm not with that. There's a documentary called, I want to say it's called Blackfish. Watch that. I recommended it in the past a long time ago. It's called Blackfish. Watch it. It's solid. It just shows that sometimes the animals are like, hey, you know, they, the guy started attacking. Well, not the guy, but the whale. He started attacking the trainers. He's like, I'm over it. Oh, and they try to say, oh, he's crazy and he's mentally distressed. Yeah, he is mentally distressed. How would you feel, right? Every day, freaking sun up to sundown, the same freaking show, jump, hit the ball, do the little squeak thing they do and people taking pictures and snapping and poking and prodding and you know, no, 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 no. Yes, I'm definitely passionate about it because I care about the animals. I love the animals. I'm going to tell you another thing. I love birds. I love birds. If I could have a bird and I didn't have to keep it in a cage, if it could just be like I lived on a mountain, you know, somewhere, and there was a bird and he just wanted to be my friend and I built a perch and he wanted to come land on the perch, fine. But I'm not going to clip his back wings so he can't fly. I'm not going to do something like that. Birds are meant to fly. So if a bird's in your house, it's not flying. He's supposed to be about 1,000 feet in the air doing what he does, hunting, flying, you know, just making his little squawks and squeaks through the air. That's what birds do, not sit in a cage. Now, I know many of you out here may, you know, you'd be like, well, I have a parrot, and we've had the parrot for, yeah, okay. Well, that's you. That's you. That's cool. You have a parrot. I'm sure he's cool, or she's cool, and it's a great thing, or you have little canaries in a cage. Me, personally, I just can't do it. I don't have a dog either. I like dogs, but... Okay, Roscoe, let's go for a walk. Okay, let me grab a leash and put it on your neck, right? No, I'm just not with it. I'm just, I'm just not with it. I like animals. I like animals, but I'm not trying to put anything in shackles and control it, you know? Now, I know this may rub some people wrong. Well, I have a dog and... I treat my dog great. I give him steak and everything. Yes, you do. And this, and this dog was a puppy and 
you know, the mom or you found him, it's a shelter dog, whatever. Okay, you're taking care of it. You have a working relationship. You understand this dog, you appreciate it. But not everybody. There are some people out there with 15 freaking dogs. And they're not loving up their dogs. You know, they're not out there saying, good boy, good girl, and throwing the ball, playing catch every freaking Sunday. No, right? They're fighting those dogs. They had 15 freaking pit bulls. Oh, and this one made me $500 last week, and this one's going to make me $300 today, and I sold this one. No, no, you, you, you can't do all that. There's just something unethical about it. I mean, it just takes a certain type of person to fight dogs, to pit things against each other. People do this with roosters. You know, people even do this with fish sometimes. I mean, there's just no limit. People do this with birds. There's no, there's no limit to how far people will go when it comes to animal cruelty and just brutality. Right. That's what coffee does, and that's why I don't really get on those news sites like that, because it's, it's never anything, like, super, super positive. You go on there and say, hey, you know what? Have a great day. Never once seen that in a publication. Never once. Hey, have a great day today. The weather is awesome. Everything's going great with the world. You're never going to hear that. It's always so-and-so's trying to exploit someone. They've been blackmailed. This blew up. There's an earthquake. Tornado coming. Oh, no, there's a milk shortage, right? There's a milk shortage. We're running out of cows, greenhouse gases, all, all that rigmarole trying to get people worked up. And some people sit there and they believe it. They suck it down, just like we're sipping this coffee. Mm. They suck it down. They sit there all day long and just watch bad thing after bad thing after bad thing after bad thing. Then they walk outside and they're terrified. They think everybody's going to rob them. They think that everybody's out to get them. There's a conspiracy. Big Brother's watching. The Black Hawks are coming through the town. And they may be. But the thing is, if you sit there and watch the news all day, you think they're going to bust through your freaking wall. Right? You're just going to be sitting there watching TV. CIA is just going to kick your door down, rip you out of the seat, take you off to Area 51, strap you to a table next to a, an alien, right? And then do some type of mind transplant operation that some scientist has been working on for the last thousand years. You know? So you have to watch the news sparingly. Just like you put sugar in your coffee. Sparingly. Just enough to take the edge off, but not enough to become a diabetic. Let's take this final sip, and I will see you all in the next one.